Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because yep, we're We're going going there. Hello, hello. We're back again with another fruit of the spirit. Yes. We're finally in our like good fall Christy weather. Christian was complaining that it's too cold and it's... I'm not complaining. It's just like, I feel like everyone else gets... I mean, I love Missouri because we get all four seasons, so it's the best. But sometimes in Missouri, we also like don't get in between season. Like we don't get any time in between seasons. It's just like drastically one to another. And all last week, like we had a couple like 85 degree days. And now all of a sudden I woke up and it was 37 degrees when I was leaving my house. It's going to be in the 70s this afternoon though. Yes. So it will be nice. But it's just like, it's funny because it's like I was in this Bible study and these older women had these like Christmas mugs. No, they didn't. Wait, why oh, do yeah, they, they have did. Christmas mugs? Because she was like, I buy them from Dollar General just because I like lose all my mugs. So she's like, I just mm. go buy these like mm-hmm. reusable but like trashable yeah. things, you know? And so she was like, I mean, all of you guys are talking about how much you love fall, but I'm not going to lie. My bones get so cold. Feel and, like, my hand right now. Feel this hand. The winter that she's do you like. you feel that? Yeah. She's like, I hate fall because I know winter is coming. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually really sad. And I was like, oh. I mean, I hate coming. being I hate being freezing cold. But I love winter, honestly. But like when in Missouri, we're still sometimes in winter, like in March. And that feels really rough. Wait, I'm just laughing because like out of all the places that have really hard winters, we have like nothing. Okay, well, let me be dramatic for a second. Yeah. Are you being very kind right now? No. To my experience. Here's the thing. That's the misconception, though. Winter technically doesn't start until... Like we think of Christmas as winter, but it's not really like until... Late December, January, February. Maybe we should all start decorating our Christmas trees then with like fall leaves and pumpkins and Maybe so. scarecrows. Someone from Minnesota, though, the reason I don't feel as bad for us, we have we have had the Minnesota. most gorgeous weather this week. Oh, yeah. And she posted that they have snow this morning <gasps> and it was 85 there earlier. So like, oh, OK, I think we're fine. OK, I should but- <laughs> stop complaining. Anyways, no, Samantha I, I just really, once again putting me in a place. Come on, Christian. I'm just kidding. But we are talking about cool. kindness today and something oh, Samantha can grow a lot in. Just that feels personal because I was going to be vulnerable oh, about something. And now I'm like, we both can grow <laughs> in this area. Yeah. Christian, you guys are probably like, I, that was really harsh. I do think it's, it's something like we can almost go at each other more like sisters sometimes. Like the yes. way I talk to my sister, if you have a sister you relate, is not how I would ever speak to a friend. But we cross that line a lot. Well, we are also friends and we are coworkers in this podcast and we do a lot of life together. So we often sometimes have to have like clarifying and humbling conversations for us both when sometimes we like say things that we're like, that probably wasn't appropriate in a friendship. It's or, like funny for a minute and then sometimes we can take it too far. Yeah. So. Yeah. You guys, I'm explaining to this to everyone, but you for sure picked up on that, I'm sure, because, yeah. But oh, I am excited to talk about kindness because I didn't think much of it. And then I started researching it and I'm like, okay, what does it really mean to be kind? And we've done this with a lot of the different traits or a lot of the different fruit of, okay, what is the worldly definition and what is the biblical definition? And I do think that these two actually are more similar in their definition, which is helpful. But yeah, are you excited to talk about this? Oh, yeah. I'm like super excited. I actually, again, like thought like, oh, kindness, like pretty easy to be kind. But then the more you dig into it, I'm like, oh, gosh, like 
I think it goes back to like we talked about in our love episode, like it's really easy to love people who you like. It's really easy to be kind to people I like. But like, what about being kind to people who I don't really like or actually really annoy me or actually I think are not very kind in how they're acting or people who I think haven't really thought what they're doing through well. Or I think that's what's convicting to me because what does it really look like for me to show kindness in the way that like Jesus showed kindness in his time here on earth, but also as God speaks to his children. I loved going through the Old Testament because a lot of people wouldn't imagine God as like a kind God in the Old Testament. Obviously with like time of the law, a lot of people felt like that was very... I don't know, like Like a harsh guy Yes, more like judgment and kind of correction in those years. But I think it's just so good because I went back and back and back and you see the true character of God, though, is giving kindness to his people when we do not deserve it in the first place. And I think that was just so good. It was really good for me to be reminded as I did all these studies of just recognizing that even in the Old Testament, as these people are trying to follow God with all these laws, they see the comparison of other gods that they could have been tempted to follow. And these gods are demanding things from them. They're demanding that they do certain things, that they have to achieve certain things to get blessings or get you know good things from these gods, where our God, the true God, true King, is saying like, no, I want to give you these good things just out of the kindness of who I am because I love you and you're my children. And I think that is so good because I was like, oh, that's like true kindness. That's kindness when the other person doesn't really deserve it, which I love. So we're going to get more into that. And I agree. I actually, I've been with a group of girls doing a Bible study for two years now where we've like dug deep into Genesis and Exodus. Like it's literally taken us two years and we're just in Exodus. So we're digging deep into it. And I think so many times we see God's kindness in that. So yeah, that's fun. But to start out, I think we'll talk a lot about this idea of like nice versus kind. And I will just really be vulnerable. I think God has been convicting me about kindness for months now. And I'm just now kind of like putting a word to it. I think I've recognized over the last few months, like, well, I've always known I can be really sharp with my tongue and harsh with my words. We were just talking about like, part of that is fun. And what makes us who we are with kind of our playfulness and we like to jab and we like to joke. And I'm always like, look, if you, I can dish it out and I can take it and we can make that fun. But Oftentimes, especially with the people I'm most comfortable with, so my family, Justin, you, I mean, Christian and I do like so much stuff together. And so it's like I can take that to an extreme and I I just I want to reflect Christ in everything I do and the way I speak. And I think it's really easy for me to practice kindness to like cashier people and the Starbucks girl and just like trying to show something that maybe they don't get from most people and that they could see something different in me. But I often lack that in the people that I love the most and that I'm closest with. And so I've already been feeling convicted about that and trying to like pray through that and work on that. But then I was looking up this idea between nice and kind. And there's actually been a lot of research done on like through ethics departments at different universities on this idea of nice and kind. So I'll give the definition really quick. Nice the like textbook definition is pleasing, agreeable, and delightful, where kind is having, showing, or proceeding from benevolence. And so a lot of these ethics studies kind of are going into this, like, is there a difference between nice and kind? And I think most of us grow up wanting to be known as someone who is nice. We might use the word kind interchangeably, but when you really look at it, you want people to think of you as nice because it's about you. But often we lack 
kindness. We lack genuine kindness from our heart, wanting to do something when that other person doesn't deserve it at all. Mm -hmm. I love that too, because part of why I was thinking through this is like, so often, yes, nice and kind. It's a hard distinction of like, what do those things really mean? And I love that when you go back to how you use the word kind, it is often like pointed to the character of someone. You often say like, oh, that was nice, like talking about an action or talking about like something someone did, like that was nice of you. But then when you're talking about a person, you often use the word kind, like that person's really kind. That person has a kind heart. They're showing loving kindness or And so I love it in that way that it is a true character of someone most often when we talk about it. And I think that is true to how God designed it to be because he himself is kind. And obviously, as we grow to be more like him and grow more intimately into who he is and becoming more Christ-like, we have kindness because that is just his true character. And I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I was going to say this a little bit later, but I think it's a good time for this verse. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. And it's like, we can read that and agree with it all. In practicing that, I don't think I've ever seen, I mean, I that's kind of a dumb thing to say because I'm 28 years old, but I've never seen our world be more opposite than that. I've never seen Christians be more opposite than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are not... Just alone the word tender. Tender hearted. It's like we are not tender hearted. We are hard hearted. We have our guards up. We want to argue. We want to make our stance known. And we want our side in a conversation to be the right way in the winning argument. And it's so crazy when we think about the cross and really the gospel. Like if the gospel is maybe new to you or you've never heard of it, you know, God didn't have to send Jesus to earth, but he chose to do that out of pure loving kindness for his people to save us from our sins, from an eternity in hell. That's like really the meaning of the gospel. Jesus did that, died on the cross out of such a kindness that we could never grasp. And so if we're looking to that as our standard, we have so far to go. I Mm -hmm. mean, obviously we'll never meet that, but like we're not even close. Yep. (laughs) Not even close. I think it's so interesting because when you look at kindness, just kind of breaking it down in all of the areas of the Bible that you see that used, but then even in now our definition in like a, you know, normal like Webster dictionary, there's several parts of kindness that you think of others more than yourself is a big part of kindness, that you want to help others even when it's inconvenient, and that kindness goes beyond rewards, that it often takes sacrifices. And I think that's so interesting because, again, like when we compare nice and kind, I think that is the difference. Like there are things that can be nice, but when it comes to kindness, Jesus in his life was inconvenienced to love and care for other people in need, that he in his like heart was just pure kindness that he like wasn't bothered by going above and beyond because like he didn't even see that as going above and beyond. He was just like, that's who I'm going to be because that's sharing kindness and therefore love and therefore patience and therefore peace and joy with these people. And so again, all these fruit, obviously, as we're kind of breaking them down by one by one, they are all fruit of the spirit. They're all coming together. And kindness is a way that we also reflect all these other fruit. Yeah. It's interesting. I just thought of this, actually. I hadn't realized it until I was listening to you talking, but Kindness is actually looked at as weakness in our culture because if you, yeah, you need to be nice. Sure, be nice, but don't be kind because you're going to get walked all over. Like when you talk about that sacrificial piece of kindness. Good guys finish last. Exactly. My husband says that all the time. I'm like, I hate when you say that. It's like, 
I don't think you have to lose your confidence or your beliefs and you don't have to be walked all over to be kind. And so it's a delicate balance, but we have to kind of push back against the world saying that that's why we're separated from how the world looks because we want to shock people with kindness. Like I always think about, I really want to do something that's so not extravagant, like in dollars spent or like grandiose act, but like so extravagant in the way that people would treat them that they're like genuinely confused about who I am and they want to know more. But I want to go back to I was mentioning that ethics study or like a lot of people have done studies on this non-Christians. And so in 2016, a group did an ethics study on like how different the two actually are. And they basically said this. I got all of this out of the study, out of the article. Nice is self-pleasing and kind is who you are. And it's so true. It's just repeating what you had said. It's who Jesus is. He was kind and compassionate. And someone in the comments of this study, there there had been like an article written up about the study. And I scrolled down to the comments and someone said, this is a lot to take in, but here's how I can recap it for myself. They said, kindness is the tangible action that results from compassion. And I thought that was so good. Like compassion is the driver for our kindness, because if you can't see and feel compassion for someone, you're not going to have any driver to then do these kind gestures, you know? And I think that's where it goes to like thinking of others before myself. Like compassion looks like looking on someone, even when you really can't relate to their circumstances or their situation or what they're saying or why they're saying that, but you choose to say like, No, but like, what if I were them? If I was in that role, like, how would I be responding? How would I want someone to respond to me? And therefore, you act in a way that shows compassion and love and care for them out of a need because, like, that is a sacrifice for you. That's not, no one's going to come around and give you a pat on the back for that, but you can have compassion just as the way that, like, Christ has compassion on us because we are broken people and we are messed up people and we make mistakes time and time again. Yeah. And I think kindness is the ultimate expression of our love for God. So I was thinking, well, two things. Okay. So have you ever seen, and I need to look up the documentary because I feel bad that I didn't write it down. There was a documentary that was this guy a few years ago. I think it's called like the Kindness Project or something. He wasn't a Christian when he started, but I just listened to a podcast interview with him and he said that he's experienced a more like spiritual God through this process. Like, I don't know if he'd call himself a Christian, but he's definitely like opening his mind to God. Okay. So he like went somewhere far away in another country. I'm really butchering a lot of the details, but his plan was like he needed to get back to Australia or London, wherever he was from, just by the kindness of people. So like he would be on the streets and if he didn't find someone. Oh, I do remember this now. Yeah. Yeah. We need to look this up. Will you look this up for me while I'm explaining it? He would like be on the streets and he would have to find people and meet people and see if out of the kindness of their hearts, they would let him like stay in their home or like give him food and give him. It was like this big social experiment, essentially. And I remember I watched that years ago, like on a whim one day on Netflix or something. And then I was listening to this lady who has this podcast called The Kindness Project, where she does like she had Bob Goff on and she has a lot of Christians on, but she had this guy on And he was talking about it. And he said the people that showed him, okay, kindness Kindness is is contagious. Okay. Anyways, he, these acts would happen. And then he just kept seeing this like kind of snowball effect of this extreme kindness that people would give to him. And so I listened to that podcast and I was thinking about something. I think I read an article a little bit ago that Max Licato had written. I don't know if you know much about Max Licato. He was like he wrote a bunch of children's books and he's written like hundreds of other books now. But he was talking about in our culture, 
it's become very hard to ask someone to come to church because people are more skeptical than ever of God and of the church. And living in a way where we're exhibiting radical kindness might be from now on one of the only ways we can really show God's love to people. If they're not going to come to church, if they're not going to be open to a conversation, we can show radical kindness and that might break down walls or just show them a glimpse of who God is. Mm -hmm. I love that. We as a staff team actually just recently read this book. It's how to talk about Jesus and not be that guy. And it was all about evangelism. And in the book, I actually, as we're reading it and I was like preparing for this kind of simultaneously, it was so good for me because we talk a lot about these fruit of the spirit and that as these fruit are exemplified in our lives and become characters of us because they are characters of Christ, that we get the privilege of having kind of the aroma of all of these amazing fruit. That's so weird. I literally had written down that kindness reveals the aroma of Christ. Like it, there you people go. smell it on yes, you. Because I'm like, we all know those people. Like I'm thinking of people now that I'm like, I would just purely like describe them as like they are such kind people like kindness is just like kind of runs in it their blood oozes out of and them you talk about people wanting to know jesus and yeah wanting to come to church with you like yes that would be an awesome step but what if actually first they saw jesus and just how you were a neighbor to them and how you showed kindness to them and how you extended hospitality or extended you know, a meal or time or like babysitting their kids or mowing their lawn. Like you could think of so many things, but like in what ways could you actually show kindness to people first and foremost so that then when you start talking about Jesus and start talking about your faith, they're not shocked. They're not surprised. They're not even turned off because they're like, oh, wow, if you know Jesus, well, I, that's a great thing because you're amazing. And like, I love you. And I think you're really awesome. And you really cared for me well in this way. Then like that wouldn't be a shocking thing if kindness was just like what we did and who we were. Yeah. And in a way, because none of us are perfect. And so I think that happens a lot right now with Christians where it's like, well, you're a hypocrite because I saw you get mad at this person. But like you say, you're a Christian. It's like, well, when you're extremely kind, they don't harp as much on those negatives maybe they see in you or those things that are confusing. Because to be honest, like we're all going to have qualities that might look hypocritical to the world, especially for people that don't understand that. Like, yeah, even when you're walking with Christ, you're still sinful and you're still having to ask for redemption and forgiveness. And so I think kindness kind of just like covers all of that. And it gives people that way of saying like, wow, there's something about you that's really different. And I want that. Or at least like I'll listen to you because how could you not listen to someone who's like being that kind to me? Well, and I even love that you brought that up, though, because we will make mistakes. We will hurt people because we are broken people. And I think that's so good, though, because I was thinking and just as I was like praying and kind of spending time thinking about kindness, I was like, gosh, yeah, but like what happens when I fail? Because we have all been in experiences where like I've even hurt from other people or probably even said it myself, like, gosh, I thought they were a Christian, but did you just see what they did? And I'm like, but isn't it out of kindness that then because kindness is an act of humility and like thinking more of other people and less of ourselves, then part of out of kindness is like we get the opportunity and the privilege to then go back around and like apologize for that. That's like, I think part of an apology or part of recognizing our wrong or recognizing where we may have hurt someone or made the wrong move or said the wrong thing. I think that is kindness. And I think that is how we can be people who kind of frees us up like we don't have to be perfect like we won't be perfect that is not what we're striving for but we can use kindness in all ways and one of those being like apologies when we are wrong 
Yeah. And just that humility of being able to come back around. I've always said this about people. I've said it. I remember when I came on staff and, you know, when you work at a church, you kind of get this pep talk of like, hey, you're about to see behind the curtain, not in a weird way of like, we're hiding all this stuff. But, you know, you're working like you would in a normal secular office, but you're also working for a church. So there's these like, weird standards and just like things that are hard when you're working at a church. You see a lot of the messiness. And I remember thinking and seeing this in my one year of working on staff of, to me, it's not about necessarily how people mess up or maybe talk poorly in a meeting or kind of snap at this or don't respond well to that. It's about how they handle it afterwards. And I'm really grateful for our church for that. And also just people in my life, like I'm really messy. I'm like, psychotic at times with my husband or whatever. It's not as much about that instance. It's about the repair and how that happens. And I think we even know so much about parenting, like how important that is. And so, yeah, it's healthy for kids. It's healthy for adults to be able to say, hey, you can mess up, but how do you fix that? How do you come back together? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I hope that even through this conversation, you have thought of millions of ways of like why you sometimes don't choose kindness over or why we sometimes don't choose kindness in sharing it with other people. I know I am. And obviously we could go (laughs) around a whole other conversation about all the ways. But I just want, I hope that this conversation sparks just kind of you taking some recon in your life of why do sometimes I don't choose kindness. For me, right off the bat, I said like, for sure, for busyness, just simple of like, I'm not slowing down. I'm not really thinking that my time is of God's and that he has purpose in my time. And so I'm not slowing down. And I'm just like, eh, I'm not going to be kind because I don't need to smile at that person like I'm in my head about something else. Or it's just really over kind of like what we were talking about. It's more of like in my own internal pride issue that I'm just like, eh, that's like protection over myself. I think better than myself than this other person. And I hate to say those things, but I hope we are all listening to these conversations really able to kind of take recon and really think through some of those things in our lives of really what does it look like for us to be kind. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you.